and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. The vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. The vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the stress end effect because basically because we needed a reason to go ahead and bark and scream and yell at the moon. Oh, wait, we've got that reason. We just needed a place. Look what we found here. Bardus is to follow through the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. It's kind of hard to miss me. S-H-U-J-I-N. Let's go ahead and get everything started because uh, something tells me we're going to have um, we're going to have a lot to talk about for tonight. Top left-hand corner of North America. Good evening, Dallin. Good evening. Down and a little bit to the right where um, you guys are getting heat and then water and then biblical flooding and then what the frig is going on down there? Good evening, Bridget. <laughs> Greetings from the land of fatal funerals. Yeah, and then all kinds of fun right about now. Yeah. That, that was sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Know, sarcasm. Lots of fun. Maybe that's why we're having biblical floods. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a whole thing. Well, I mean, they, they blame that stuff on everything else. Why not that, too? Yeah. Sure. Sounds good to me. And from one of those wonderful places we're probably going to end up talking a lot about outside of D.C., Unreno Tech. Good morning. Viva la revolution! Oh, wait. Sorry. Wrong wrong era. You wait, should be. No, it doesn't feel like the wrong era. Mm. No, tell mm. me about it, man. I have no Despite the era tech, you got the wrong language. Yeah, the worst part. You know what? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I, I'm going to. Okay. I know this is America. Not, Speak American. Yeah. Uh, normally, I would not do this this early, but I'm putting in our chat so that I remember for later that I need the ERB of Shay and V. Some people know what I'm talking about. Some people need to look it up or just look at the show notes and you'll see it. It was one of the most recent uh, epic rap battles in history. Nah, it was actually really, really good, really brutal. So, yeah. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. I'm, I'm glad I helped uh, uh, spark uh, something interesting. Well, instead of just head desk. Yeah, well, you you did, and I kind of have to thank or blame Bridget, as the case may be. Uh, <laughs> see what what ended up happening is um, it, it it's been a little while now, but Bridget had actually gone ahead and brought this to my attention uh, tonight's topic, and I will admit, I've I've had an incredibly difficult time trying to get my head around this particular topic and this particular group in particular. Um, and, well, you go ahead and bring the folks really quickly up to speed as to what happened most recently. Uh, Callie Wright was talking about this on a thread uh, on her Facebook post, and so I uh, paged Shujin here to the thread to read what was going on. Um, you know, but Project Blitz is behind doing a whole bunch of crap that they ought to not be doing and we'll get into that later <laughs> yeah so uh basically she poked me and said um you know you know <laughs> we talked about this <laughs> yeah and, and, and we did and we did and uh i i like i said you know i don't like going into these shows blind and it, it it's one of those items where for me it was really i 
I honestly really had a hard time trying to figure out how to talk through it. Mm. And I think I finally found an avenue that makes sense for me that I can work with and will do justice to the topic. So we'll kind of work from there. Anyway, so of course, as always, everyone, thanks for being with us. If you are, of course, watching live, feel free to take advantage of the live chat. We'll be more than happy to talk with you. I know Foyla Stephanie was going to be busy this week, as I recall, so it's fine. We'll, uh, we'll kind of work it from there, and we'll see who chimes in as, uh, as the evening progresses. As to the, uh, the alcohol context for tonight, well, I did warn the guys that I was apparently on a little bit of a kick of well-known, worldwide well-known brands. Um, only because I didn't feel like getting a six pack, put it together kind of thing. So I'm mm. actually going to try something that I've literally never had or even sampled at any time before. And I can get away with saying it is green. You've so, never had? Nope. I have never had. I've never tried. I know other than the fact that um. I've seen the name, I know the name. And, you know, it, it is, again, a, a worldwide, for, for those of you that aren't watching, it's mm -hmm. Heineken, or to pronounce it properly, beer. So uh, I have no idea how this one's going to go over for me. Um, I know that it's a well-known. It says mm -hmm. right on the thing, you know, lager beer, 5% alcohol by volume. It is green. It's from Holland. Grab a Heine. I'll give you um I'll give you a spoiler. Yeah. It's gonna taste like beer. But but it it but to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. fair. Um it, it's not gonna be quite the slap in the face that some uh, craft beers can be. Okay. Yeah. So and um just for uh just just for giggles, because what the hell not? I have yeah, you know, I've been watching on Facebook all week, the craft beer store I like to go to. They've had all kinds of announcements. And damned if I did not get a chance to get out there today. Mind you, uh, you want to talk biblical flooding? Uh, all day, Mother Nature's been flipping a coin. Like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. Ting. Okay. Rain. 12 o'clock. Sun. 2 o'clock. Rain. Four o'clock, cold rain. <laughs> you know what? This is, I, I actually poured this well this time, I think. Yeah. Not Good bad. Good Not, bad. Not bad. Um, the worst part about it is, sorry. Uh, the worst part about it is, and I, I, <laughs> I've not thought about this in literally decades, and I don't think anybody would ever know about it. Mm. When I was a kid, I was gifted, I don't remember if it was from my parents or my aunt, uh, I was gifted a thing of a cologne, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say aftershave, because you know, cologne, that I think it was from Avon, and it came in like a, a glass, it looked like it was a little tiny beer stein with a piece of molded plastic that fit up on top of it. On, on top of the on top of the screw on cap that made it look like it was a fizzing beer because it was exactly the same goddamn color. <laughs> so um yeah. I guess we'll see how this uh, uh 
okay, you're right. It's it beer. Is, it is beer, but it's not that bad. Yeah, like, like I said, it's well, it's great, but it's, uh, it's it's not that bad. Yeah, you're not going to find a beer that you know poops rainbows. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, no. again, to be fair, mm. uh, we we found a couple that were not bad for me so far. Mm. Not many, but a, a couple. Mm. Couple, couple, three. So you know, all right. You know, nuts, not so bad. All right, so we'll see how this plays out. Uh, it did just come out of my freezer to keep it, you know, chilled quite a bit. But um, yeah, I, I'm kind of glad Chris yeah. isn't on the show tonight because um, he and I would probably get into the uh, the the etiquette or the or the, the proper drinking of beer. Uh, and as as we all know, the English just they don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm sorry, but beer at room temperature is gross. Is fit for the sink. Well, you know, uh, look at it this way: you got to find something to clean the pipes, one way or another. We'll go with that. I guess the next time I get a couple of bottles of arrogant bastard, I'll just leave it sit out and because <laughs> <laughs> that crap will eat through anything. Trust me on this. Fair enough. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, with. My beer sitting on the side, and uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll uh, we'll see how that works out. So yeah, far, I think not. my brain just broke. Why? I'm looking at a list of. I went to the site, and I'm looking at their science section. I'm looking at these book titles and synopses, and I, I just, oh my god. Hmm. <laughs> we'll you get hope- to it eventually. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Go ahead. Let me at least get everything started. So, with five minutes on the clock, which fortunately my timer is set for five minutes again because I had to switch it. You remember? Your five minutes starts right now. Reconsideration. It's a relatively large word. I know. I know. I'm probably picking on some people here and there for you know not being multisyllabic individuals. Yeah, sooner or later, I know full well I'm going to get from somebody. My parents and great-grandparents weren't from the Slavic area. What do you talk? I know, sooner or later, I'm going to end up getting that. Do Whatever. I had, growing up, one of the... You know what? Screw it. Let's just do it the easy way. My father, growing up, was a cop. He was a county cop. Rather large county. But... He was in a town, uh, uh, one town over from where we lived. Wasn't such a bad thing. And, you know, he, he was got, you know, pretty much all my life. He put in 30 some odd years, 33 years, I think is what it was, as a beat cop. And as he told me, only ever had to pull his weapon twice. Very happy for that. And... I grew up around cops. I thought the world of them. I thought that they were people that were worth being trusted. I was taught that growing up. And through the 70s, for the most part, I think most of us were told, or at least those of us who were on the right side of everything, were told, if you need help, find the cop. They're the ones to trust. 
Fast forward some decades. And these days, I have had some serious reconsideration. One of the things that I thought of was that cop killers deserved the death penalty. I've changed my mind. I have reconsidered the situation because of continued information. One of the biggest is you don't get an appeal in any way, shape, or form after the sentence has been carried out. If you were incorrectly found guilty, there's no do-over. There's no going back from that. I cannot support under any circumstance a death penalty. I simply cannot. Life in prison? Yes. Because there is always the possibility that somebody made a mistake. If it is not statistically zero, then the chance of error is 100% eventually. To that reconsideration, I don't know that I can trust the police. And you have no idea how difficult it is for me to say that. I grew up, like I said, believing that if you needed help, you went to the police because that was their job and that's what they were going to do because that's what they were entrusted to do. But we've got the guy who was deputized with a gun and a badge in Florida who opted not to put himself into harm's way when a school shooting happened in Florida. And now part of the legal defense is, well, the wording of the oath didn't say that they must do that. And that's part of the legal wrangling. But because of that, and because of other things that I've seen on YouTube, specifically groups going out and doing what's called First Amendment audits, where the police will come out and say, you're not allowed to photograph XYZ installation or cars or anything from a public sidewalk. We are going to trespass you from a public sidewalk unless you leave and stop video and photographing, even though it's your First Amendment right and the Supreme Court has come down and said, you're allowed to do this because there's no expectation of privacy out in the open. I have now reconsidered. The police, for me, are no longer out there to protect and serve. The police are tasked with something worse to enforce conformity and obedience. And I hate to use this meme, but look at some of these First Amendment audit videos and then come back and fight me on this one. It's episode 264 on the docket, Your Honor. It's the 70s and wedges are back. You guys remember... 
Bridget, you you would remember you remember wedges back in the seventies. You you remember those yeah. great funky things to walk around. Those freaking things sucked. That was a good way to break your ankle. Yeah, you know what was the best thing about wedges though, is that they got featured on an episode of Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to actually admit to this one. Chips, where the they they had a couple of folks who decided that they were going to be um, stealing purses off of people's arms and then getting away by popping. Um, roller skates out of the bottoms of them so that they could start away <laughs> really fast and get away from the police. Yeah, and just a see, decade ago we had we Heelys. And and you see, here's where my cultural naivete comes in because there's only three wedges I know of: potato wedges, pizza yes. wedges, and yes. wedge Antilles, aka uh, red tornadoes. two from Star Wars. Wedge tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. potato wedges and pizza wedges. Yeah, and like I said, the third wedge I know is Wedge Antilles from Star Wars. I know about wedgies. Luckily, I was never a victim. I'm... You see, I was trying. I was trying not to go there because my brother was an asshole. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just leave it at that. So, I'm I'm the younger sibling, and you would think that I would encounter wedgies, but my my older sister never had a had that kind of. Um, Nasty streak. It was just a straight punch. <laughs> it was right her... to the point. There was no. Okay, so so what? What what you're saying is that she just she lacked subtlety. Yeah, I was gonna say there was absolutely no subtlety. It was just hey, pow. But did you ever get a swirly? Um, the football team tried, and they learned that I knew martial arts that day. I'm pretty sure they never tried if, again. Uh, I'm pretty sure that if any of my siblings ever tried to do something like that. I would have ended up an only child. <laughs> and you see, it wasn't it wasn't my dad that these people would have to fear. Although, if he ever was called in, um, you know, to, to quote Blade, it's your ass, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, look at, the, look at the bright side, uh, Dallin. Uh, your brother. You know, uh, if if this uh, space farce thing ever actually takes off over here, pun intended, we've got a place for him over in Spaceball One. Oh, you know, and I just saw an article recently, and I I wonder if of, if of its veracity. Apparently, the ISS is open for business. Yes, Izzy is accepting uh, visitors. Yes, and and like and and commercial outlets for. And I, and I love the, I love this term, private astronauts. So, like somebody resurrect Andy Griffith, and let, let's get Salvage Five up there because, really, well, there there is actually a, a, an official body that says that if you break a certain altitude, you qualify for astronauts' wings. So it's well, it's a real thing. No, okay, that's fine. You, you break that altitude, but is is that still going to get you up to the ISS for a freaking Starbucks? Ah, uh, this, this is what I'm trying. Like, look, I, I love the idea. I love the concept of it. The fact that you know the ISS could indeed become a a commercial, you know, a commercially viable thing. But I'm sorry if you're talking. Uh, oh, okay. You know, maybe commercial research, maybe you know certain private medical firms, or others, other things that are you know trying to develop something where zero gravity might come in handy. Okay, fine. But the way this was worded, and my first impression was they're going to put a Tim Hortons on the ISS. 
What? Yeah. Hey, I'd rather have a Tim Hortons on Izzy than a Chick-fil-A. Fine and dandy. How you gonna get there? Because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, that is I, I was going to walk. I was going to say, that's one heck of a bus fare. Let me put it that way. No, no, I'm just going to walk. I need the exercise anyway. You. Um, I'll just keep walking until I fall off the end of the planet. Because, you know, it's, it's I, flat. I got, I got, I no, got you. No, I got you. Forget, I got no, you. you forget, though. You, you can't make it there because you got the ice wall and the NASA security guards will just shoot you on sight. Don't you know? But you remember, you have to remember, I'm an atheist. That means I'm part of the conspiracy. So I'm allowed back there. All I have to do is just make his Wait. way to the Eastern Pole and everything Wait. will be fine. Wait, wh where do I get that card? You know, uh, and I'm still, uh, by the way, I'm still waiting for my Rapture survival card, folks. Where the heck do I apply for that? Okay, first item up. Can you properly pronounce Doshas Aliexpiastic Fragicular Rupus the first time? My sister can. I'm entirely way too sober to even try. Yeah, so when you can do that, then you can apply. Lachayim. In the meantime, Lachayim. I did go looking up information for um, Rafe Badawi's condition. At the moment, I have no new news. Again, nothing unusual, sadly. Yeah, Saudi Arabia is being a dick. Yeah, nothing new there. They arrested, they arrested a 13-year-old kid for being part of a protest group, and he's up for the death penalty after being years in jail. Yeah, and uh, wasn't there something about uh, Congress uh, did almost like a bipartisan thing saying no more arms sales and Trump went, screw that? Yeah, he's doing an emergency. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the guy's worth how many billions of dollars, but apparently a good haircut costs that plus 10 billion more. Yeah. And let's not forget the Trump out? change, the additional $3 million that Americans just paid so that he could go spend time at his golf course, his Irish golf course. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a whole other thing. However, I love mm, how my money's being spent as the recording of tonight's show. This then puts it currently at a disgusting six years, 11 months, 23 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family, and we are still waiting. And we are still disgusted. And it is almost seven goddamn years. Yep. For nothing. And let's see. Your president's too busy uh, selling weapons to him. My prime minister is completely non-functioning in almost any respect these days, except to try to screw this country out of any kind of presence in the world markets. But again, like you said, that's another story entirely. Yep. Hey, they should just take the Trump approach. You know, they don't want to be in a particular market. Just put a, t um, um, what a, uh, Freaking penalty on it. Oh, boy. Uh, tech, you have no idea. Our uh, our provincial premier, who's, again, he's the equivalent of, I guess, your governor. Is that who runs your state? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have what's called a premier. Uh, the one we have uh, who was just elected, uh, he is part of the conservative party. Um, years ago. Uh, what we thought of conservatives up here was a heck of a lot different than what we thought of them down there. 
Unfortunately, the needles are getting a little more uh, aligned in that respect. America. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to keep it out. But anyways. Um, Close your okay. borders. Build a okay. wall. Well, look, we are a landlocked oil-producing province, Alberta. Our oil is a little unorthodox because it comes from something called the oil sands. So this is not exactly sink a well and pump the stuff up, although we do have a fair bit of that as well. What we bring up is something we call bitumen. Now, I know that's a term for coal, but this is not coal. The only way we can get it to port is through rail cars or pipelines. Right. Now, right now, we do have some pipelines that uh, do get things out to the West Coast to uh, shipping ports where it is loaded on tankers, and then it goes down to the States where it's refined, and then for some stupid reason, we end up buying it back rather than having our own refineries, which we are working on. Now, we've been trying to get additional bandwidth on those pipelines uh, out to the West Coast, but thanks to lobby groups from both Canada and the US and the whole dirty oil campaign, because again, bitumen's kind of a special case when it comes to oil, uh, getting our product to market is becoming more and more difficult because of politics, because of lobbyists. And look, yes, cars use fuel. Fuel is created by oil. It's not a nice environmental solution. That being said, right now in this particular era, it's what we do. You, you, you can't change this overnight. And plus, I haven't seen anything viable yet. Anyways, our neighbors to the West, British Columbia, have decided that, um, yeah, we're going to be jerks to Alberta and we're going to, um, we're basically going to say no more oil, no, no more transport, no more expansion, no nothing. Why? Because we can. And in a very Trump-esque response, we have, or the Alberta Premier has put together something called turn off the tap, which is basically saying, okay, British Columbia, you don't want to play ball and, you know, maybe have a nice cut of what we're doing here. You get nothing. And basically they were going to cut off all supply. Sound a little build the wallish to you. And this is one of the things he got, he got elected on and some of the bills that he's that this guy is planning to pass, I'm disgusted. We'll have to. Uh, well, and part of that actually does tie in with tonight because a lot of things he's doing fall in line with what a lot of these states down in the south are, are doing as well. So, to give everybody a, a quick refresher on some of the stuff. The wedge, let me make sure I'm using the right term for it, the wedge strategies, I was going to say wedge doctrine, wedge strategies, is the idea, thank you, was the idea of get little laws put into place, things that were otherwise inconsequential, stuff that was like, why are you fighting this? This is a nothing thing, just, just. We just what? want this one little thing, yeah. which then becomes a, another 
thing, which then becomes another thing, which eventually becomes, well, why are you fighting this when you didn't fight that stuff before? And so on and so on and build up into all of that. And that is what a lot of religious groups have been trying to do. Very specifically, the Christians. Which particular branch is always up to debate because, well, some groups are doing it more than others. For instance, where healthcare is concerned, it's Catholics. Where male genital mutilation of infants is concerned, it's the Jews. Where it's, we don't want to put stuff into our bodies because, well, we don't, we don't want autistic children. It's whoever will listen to that fucking killer. So there are a lot of different groups that have done a lot of the same different things. Sorry. Said the same things done the same things with very little different other than the particulars over and over again. And it's happening yet again in the 21st goddamned century. So Bridget, I want to give you an opportunity because this is something that, like I said earlier, you know, you, you poked me for to make sure and I want to make sure that the vitriol flows because <laughs> that's that's what drives the universe at this point. So whatever pieces you... Oh, and, and, and as a side, by the way, uh, we did get... Uh, Stephanie is over there, finally able to hear us. Hi. And Trippin is over there also. So hi also to you guys. And thank you very much. All yours, hon. Okay. Well, um, I was not aware of this campaign. I learned about this campaign when I went to the American Atheist Convention, uh, there was somebody that they had from uh, their legal team that was talking about something called Project Blitz. And what it is, is, um, uh, I don't know if you would call it a movement, what you would call it, but it's a concentrated, concerted effort to pass legislation through a bunch of states at one time, um, they established this thing called a Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation and started having uh, prayer caucuses at the uh, local levels and state levels as well. And they're responsible for getting these in God we trust uh, laws passed to have that displayed in the schools and displayed on cop cars and things like that. They started with something small. Uh, they're also trying to do away with marriage equality, uh, which is, you know, a, a big thing to you know, a lot of our friends and what they have done is come up with this booklet that has templates in it for legislation so you know we thought it was kind of odd that a lot of the wordings are similar in a lot of the legislation across the states and it's because they're coming from these templates and it's designed to be so much and so ubiquitous that we can't fight against it because it's popping up everywhere at the same time. And uh, so far, they're doing it. And that's the problem, isn't it? It's the biggest problem of... It's a shotgun blast across as many different 
municipalities as they can, from the local all the way up to the state and the federal levels. Yeah, I've they've, heard, su they've succeeded in several states already getting a, you know, to where gay people cannot adopt children. I mean, they are getting their stuff done. One thing religion knows is how to organize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it knows how to fear monger. And it knows how to hit people where it counts to get them to do what they want them to do. Um, whereas if you look at um, people who have transitioned from religion to atheism, the biggest complaint is they miss the community, that they don't have the people around them anymore, that sort of thing. And uh, you have uh, churches, uh, you, you have a church that said um, they would excommunicate, uh, they would block some politicians or whatever for going against abortion or whatever one, mm -hmm. uh, you know, against pro-life stuff. Um, that that's tactic actually works on people. Um, well, look at I had, um, I had an acquaintance who was a Mormon and was afraid of getting kicked out of the Mormon groups uh, because the only place he could find to rent was owned by a gay couple, two men who happened to both be firefighters. You know, these are people who put their lives on the line every day. Mm -hmm. And when his church found out, they told him he had to leave the residence, but they didn't give him an option of anywhere else to stay. They didn't help try to help him find any place to stay. They just told him if he doesn't move out, they're going to kick him out of the church. Hmm. And, and that there scared a, uh, him to moving out and living into his car. Yeah, wasn't there a, a church? This is going back a few years. Um, where they said they, they would throw you out if you didn't vote for W in the next election. I seem to recall hearing something about that. And see, that's illegal. This, this, this yeah, is something yeah. that people don't get. Yeah, tech, it's church, illegal, but who's listening? Nobody. And, 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 and worse yet, there were churches here in the States that actually mailed cassette tapes, VHS tapes, to the IRS showing what kitchen? Uh, oh, um, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not doing it. Um, mailed uh, video to the IRS where during a ceremony was specifically preaching politics and in the letter daring the IS, IRS to cut their tax-free status. They dared them to do it. And didn't did do they? it. No. Nope. No. Because no. even no. the IRS fears the churches. Uh, okay. Let's, let's, let's make sure that we're a little bit more clarified on this. For people who are not specifically familiar with it, here in the United States, there is the ability of having a tax-exempt status if you are a recognized um, religious organization, of which I'm proud to say the Satanic Temple is one of the most recent graduate into that category. And thank you guys. I'm actually considering becoming a card-carrying member at some point. Anyway. I but, am. <laughs> okay. I'm a so, church of the dude, so. That's, I, that's, I, I wonder. Um, cause I'm doing a little bit of a, a, a smidgen of research on this. Uh, the Freemasons. Now, before you guys jump down my throat, hear me out. Um, one of You're the not going to be driving around one of those little itty bitty teeny tiny cars with a fez on your head, right? Okay. <laughs> I would I would pay good money to freaking see that. Okay, let it's me tell you. Freemasons. No, no, well, let me tell you a little something. 
the Shriners. Right. That's yes, who that is. That's the Shriners. But they are a branch of the Freemasons. In order to be a Shriner, you first have to be a Mason. Ooh. And say what you will. Shriners hospitals yes. for children are free. Yeah. They care. Yeah. To drive around in that little car, to be part of the motor pool or part of the Air Force, to drive around to being 50, 60 years old in one of those little kitty cars wearing your fez is an honor the Pope himself would probably sell his mother to achieve in terms of getting the kind of respect that these people have from me. So moving no on. Argument. No argument. No argument. It's a Shriner. Yeah, moving on. Um, one of the tenets of being a Mason, or at least for you to get in, is that you have to believe in a higher power. So and basically, that's the actual wording, too. Yeah. Higher power. An, an agnostic. Yeah, an agnostic can get in. An atheist, like a, a pure born and bred atheist, cannot. Right. But it makes me wonder, because like I've I've looked at it. I mean, I, I have I have a, I have family members who are Masons or who have been Masons, and I've been very. Before I started this started on this show, I was very interested in becoming one because I liked the idea of what they stood for, uh, in terms of betterment of self. Uh, anonymous charity, which means, you know, if I had the money, I could donate to, you know, a children's hospital. And if it was substantial enough, you know that, you know, they get, you get your name on the plaque or whatever to say, you know, this is recognized. Masons don't do that. No. They, they may pour $10 million combined into a project like that, but they will never be named because that's not what they're in it for. They're, they're not in it for that kind of recognition. Anyways. But I just had a wonder, wonderful thought. If you were part of the Church of the Dude or the Church of the Jedi or the Satanic Church or something like that, could you swear on that religion's holy book to be inducted into the, into the Masons? I, am, I want to check that out. I, because, I was going to say, the Church of the Dude doesn't have a book. They got a well, movie, though. Well, whatever. You know, but, but like even the, like the Satanic Bible or because on the... I don't, they don't really call it an altar, but um, where you do your swearing in, there are there are multiple holy books. There are Bibles, Qurans, um, the Torah. Is that it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Torah. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, and, and probably several others because there is, and actually, you don't even discuss you, you don't discuss religion when you're there. Basically, it's a it's it's our Friday night show. The three rules. Religion, politics, current events, you don't talk about that stuff because it's its divisive or potentially. But the, the swearing in, I, I'm curious now. Well, I'd have to look into that a little bit because, you know, it, again, it still holds my interest, but, you know, trying to reconcile things these days, I, my head's too messed up. Well, for what it's worth, um, I believe in gravity. Because ultimately, gravity can overcome pretty much everything in the universe. So, yeah, I, I would go with that one. Now, uh, I, I'd say, to, I'd, yeah, go on. <laughs> back to uh, back to the thing with the uh, tax exemption, and this is something that will happen a lot for religious organizations, partly owing to the whole religion politics 
the quote unquote wall of separation between the two as as was well stated once upon a time ago before not that some groups particularly want to believe in that anymore but be that as it may in order to keep the tax exempt status for well most of these groups religious, religious organizations groups. specifically yeah. and it, to my knowledge it actually goes for all of the tax exempt uh 501c3, I think is yep. usually that's, what it's under. Chief Andrew was here. <laughs> but one of the things is you are not to be discussing political stuff. Well, you're not and, supposed to be advocating anything political, so to speak. Uh, okay. Advocation is probably the right word that I, I should have been using. Because it's one thing for a preacher to say, look, with, with the current political climate in our country, things are in a turmoil. Versus the president that people voted in office is bad. You guys need to vote for so-and-so next election. There's a difference between those two statements. And, or, and, and that's a key difference. Hell. Huh? Or if you vote for so-and-so, you're going to hell. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Or, or telling... Or telling people, listen, you need to reach out to your uh, local statesmen and stateswomen and tell them that they need to vote for legislation that takes away body autonomy from women. Yep. Now, the problem of this is, back in the, now let's see if I remember correctly, I believe it was in the early 80s, so under Reagan as our president at the time, yes, the actor, this, one, mm -hmm. this is a Back to the Future reference for you guys. Um, <clears throat> the IRS was tasked with keeping track of these guys and keeping them honest. Unfortunately, in order for these churches to be audited specifically under this piece, you have to get very high-level authority to sign off on it. And they haven't for decades and to the best of my recollection I, and i forget what level it is but whomever it was or whatever level whatever office it was that was supposed to have been in charge of putting that forward and saying yes you need to go ahead and do that here's a signature thank you very much go ahead and do your job that position has been unfilled if I remember correctly. No time like the present to get it filled. Well, yeah, now see, that's that's let's let's not get started on that because there's a whole other thing with oh yeah, we'll fill that position. The, we're not gonna go there just yet because I got a lot of bile in me right now and I really don't want to be throwing that up just yet. It's a whole other thing. However, what tech was talking about, where churches have literally sent in video recordings of their sermons advocating for specifically political positions and political voting to their congregants in the middle of a of uh, in the middle of a sermon yeah they have literally done that and sent in dvds or vhs tapes or whatever the hell it was at the time and effectively said come and get us and they have had actual days that were specifically set up where they organized where they recorded themselves and sent them in en masse because what are you going to do and 
that's one of the big things. And, and Bridget, I, I dare say, that's one of the calling cards of, you know, holding up the red flag and going, what are you going to do? Go ahead. Toto, Toto, come on. See what you're going to do. And they got no balls. Is there really a different way to word it? No. See, that's why there's so many uh, uh, people trying to take away women's rights is because they don't have any balls. Okay, that was a bad joke. It's, that was a very well, bad joke. It, you should feel bad. I but, don't. The, but the thing of it is, there's something to be said metaphorically about that. The problem is, as 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 was said earlier, religion has a really great way of organizing their group. The calls to action are amazing. And it's not just the religious. And I can't say that it is something that is specifically for the religious groups. It is for the most part, and it, not, not, not wholly, but for the most part, any group that feels that it is threatened can advocate for and can push for that call to action to say, you are part of our group. We are in a position where we're going to lose something stature rules regulations don't know it might even be something that they weren't supposed to have in the first place it could be or it could be something as as simple as well we can't have them have the same um rights as us because that would be wrong yeah we're looking at you orange county school system yeah we're looking at you you know, uh, I was just thinking back to when they were allowing uh, religious people to bring uh, religious leaders to bring Bibles into the school and hand them out during school hours to a captive audience of students. And when uh, the ACLU's told them, look, if you do that, you got to let everybody do that. And they're like, well, we're not going to stop. So we'll just let everybody do it. And the satanic temple came in with their coloring books and went, hey, look what we got. And they went, yeah, no, we need to stop this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Gideons, uh, growing up, they came to my school. They handed out, you know, the the little red, red vinyl covered Bible, and we were all happy because you could put your name on it because it was something that it was yours, and there was a little piece inside of it. Um, you know, if you're feeling this, read this. And I yep. think I did that three or four times, and I kind of and. You know, I was like nine or 10 years old. And I remember reading those parts and kind of going, oh, that didn't help. <laughs> you know, it, it was like when I posted on Facebook one day, I asked, because um, I mentioned the whole book of numbers thing, which is, you know, one of my go-to chapters when it comes to, you know, certain debates. I said, okay, uh, we know we've got this. We know we've got that. We know we've got all these other places. Um, where's the advocacy for the life? And some dim bulb sent me uh, two Psalms, which I read. And I was gracious. I thanked him for the information because, you know, again, I, I wasn't looking to pick a fight. I wanted the knowledge. And what I found was that whatever he sent me, it was pretty much careening off a cliff of absurdity. You know, props to the guy for trying, you know, E for effort, but no, nope, you missed. 
there's a guy or person out there who provides a service where if you take your uh, if you go to a hotel, get a room, and you take the Bible out of the drawer and take it home with you, you can send this person the Bible and a flask, and they will cut the pages into the pages so that you can fit the flask into the Bible. I think okay. it's about the only use for a Gideon Bible that actually seems to be a good use. Well, that's the thing. Oh, okay. Um, like the Gideon Bible I had was like maybe that big. Yeah, so you can put a flask in there. Mm, you could barely put a shot glass in there. No, no, no. I thought you meant it. Was, I thought you meant it was like this thick. No, 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 no. It no, was no. like it was a pocketbook, literally. No, the uh, the ones I'm talking about. You go in a hotel; they're like this uh, big and about yay thick. Yeah, I, I typically don't look at who who publishes those things. I just look and go, yeah, okay, I know where I know where I am now. You go to any hotel and look well, in the bedside drawer, and you will most likely find a Gideon Bible there. In a, in in a lot of them, not all of them, fortunately. I, I've been to a couple where uh, where that that doesn't have happened, and I'm proud to say the ones where I've been at a furcon. So yeah, go me. But that's a that's a that's a whole other thing. I will say they make excellent confetti. I okay. I'll just as long as you take the that. covers off, they're actually good for making confetti. Yeah, yeah, making a confetti gun with the, with the with the with the with the really heavy. Yeah, that that probably not such a good idea. Anyway, back on track. So. The the reason we kind of went down through all this is that, for the most part, the stuff that we've talked about, other than the whole tax-exempt snub-your-nose-at-the-government thing, is seemingly innocuous. Seemingly. The kids think it's cool to have a book just for themselves, and to, to be fair... To be fair. To be fair... Uh, Canada way, you guys don't have the same kind of explicit separation of church and state the same way that we do down here. No, but at the same time, at least in my experience, religion has never really been rammed down my throat. You know, it, it was a thing. You know, yeah. it, it was subtle. It was benign. You know, go to church. Don't go to church. You know, the, the, the truant officer with the big hat is not going to come to your house and drag you before the the preacher uh, to say whether or not, you know, well, you've been bad because you didn't go to church. You know, it, again, from my personal experience, that's never happened. Now, have I seen parents do that? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Um, but, but the point is, though, uh, as far as to how things have played out, even if it wasn't exactly codified in stark terms like it's supposed to be over here you guys have kind of had a general genteel understanding i guess is probably the, the best way of putting it that this goes here this goes here you're really not supposed to be mixing them up so kind of you know be nice playing your own playing your yeah. own sandbox now unfortunately a little bit of that is changing um again with our new at least in alberta with the new conservative premier there's a lot of things that are sort of a lot of undertones that are starting to happen that seem to be almost religious in origin. So there is a lot of that anti-sentiment. There's a lot of that rage that's building. 
um, whether it's manufactured by political power so that they can stay in power, whether it's a general sense of, well, I, I know for a fact right now that uh, Trudeau is not very well liked out here in the West. You know, um, he's doing just about everything he can to basically choke our economic, you know, station out here, which is pretty bad considering we're also one of the highest producing provinces in terms of general revenue. So, you know, this is a guy that is purposely shooting himself in the foot to do what? I'm not entirely sure. But at the same time, some of the stuff that this guy is doing, I am not a big fan of. Um, for instance, we had a, a thing up here for the establishment of GSAs. You know what that is, considering I've seen you and TT carrying signs. Well, for, for the audience. Yeah, it's a gay-straight alliance. Basically, these are support groups, uh, havens for kids in school who are having you know, or questioning their own sexuality, they're feeling a little uncomfortable, whatever. This is a place where they can go and they can rely on support, friendship, and above all, anonymity from even their parents. In other words, it was a law that if your, if your child was part of a GSA, the GSA, the school, wherever the facility, wherever the thing was being held was under no obligation and actually could not legally divulge to your parents the fact that you were part of this. And I, there's a good reason why. And we all know what that reason is. Yep. Our premier, the, this new guy, wants to tear that down. He, th he thinks that parents should know because parents know what's best for the children. Don't they? Okay. Again, to be fair, as a parent, would I want to know what is going on with my kid in order to keep them safe and informed? Absolutely. But this is a situation where when you're dealing with kids, and, and I say kids in scare quotes for a second, who are in their teens, their mid and late teens, there is, amount, there is an amount of autonomy that they need and deserve and should have. The, one of the biggest problems, of course, is that they are not, in some respects, legally given to. Even what? though, even, even though, in a lot of states, the age of majority, where you're supposed to be considered a legal adult may not be 18 it may be as low as 16. yeah so you know there's this weird yeah you're over the age of majority but you're still in high school so this this gray line is is a big old pain in the ass yeah okay spoken uh, no offense no but spoken like a spoken like a a bible thumping conservative Here's my thought. A child goes to one of these GSAs. He's in the closet, even from his family. Why? Because he knows exactly what's going to happen when, it, when he ends up coming out to his parents. The typical story that so many of us have heard, especially us in the furry community, 
Now, here comes the premier saying, oh, yeah, by the way, Mr. Smith, uh, your son, Timmy, there, he's been part of a GSA now for about two years. Jimmy comes home from school, and the next day I read in the paper that Jimmy was beaten to death by his old man for being gay. This is where I'm coming from, and this is yep. why I am disgusted with yep. them even entertaining this. And then, and then righteous indignation over because some parents says, well, I know what's best for my kid. You're going to beat your kid if you find out he's gay? Well, hell yeah. It's, yeah, okay, you know what? No, you don't know what's best for your kid because obviously if your answer to it is to beat the crap out of them for loving somebody that, you know, for expressing a kind of love that you don't understand, yeah, screw you. You don't deserve to be a parent. And I want folks to understand, I was not playing devil's advocate. I was speaking as as a parent a good parent would want to know what their kid is doing would want to know that they are safe that they are being fulfilled a good parent would never stand in the way of a kid who is trying to find out who the hell they are yeah. and 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 I, and I and i want you to make sure that you understand a good parent would know this information and only use the information if it were to become a necessity for health and safety. But beyond that, a good parent would know at these ages, this is a person who is deserving of having the opportunity to have that autonomy for themselves. And unfortunately, as Dallin said, there are far too many bad parents who would use mm -hmm. that information for their own damned gain because the idea of being of being sassed to, of being humiliated, of being disrespected because you're not following the sexuality of every other living human being in the I'm sorry for you know, doing the typification with the voice there, but you get the idea, and we've said it before. Stereotypes are there for a goddamn reason. Yeah. And this is where part of that wedge thing comes comes from. Yeah. Now, Dallin, finish up, and then and then we got to kind of slide okay. back in. Yeah, now what you said about a good parent. And that's if, the problem right there, yeah, isn't it? Well, if it was a good parent, then... Oh, okay. You know, I really wish, oh man, I wish she was still here because she'd set me, she, she would set me right on the path on this. So I'm going to just go out there and say it. A child with a good parent or good parents would not need a GSA other than perhaps to connect with others, like with peers, but would not fear reprisal from the parents because the parents are good parents they understand and they will they are the type who will support they, they may not necessarily agree but they will support whatever the child is going through now maybe and i i hate to say this term but maybe it's a phase maybe they're questioning because they're not sure and maybe in the end it's not a thing but if it is you know a, a good parent would still love that child. What I'm, what I'm saying is that the, the protection is there. The anonymity is there 
for the bad parents, not for the good parents. And, and a good parent would know this and would be fully supportive of it. But the law is there to protect from the bad parents, which sadly I'm going to say is in, if not the majority, a very strong minority. Although just one greater, greater than zero for me is enough to have that kind of law. Now, the problem, like we were saying, is that this wedge is one of those things. Why should parents be not informed of what their kids are doing so that they know where they are? It's a completely understandable argument, but it completely misses the contextual point. Why should there be, here in the United States, police cars with the slogan, In God We Trust, put on them? Well, that one is a culmination of stuff that goes back to the 50s and earlier, when In God We Trust was having a big push into the money, putting it into the print. Should have never been allowed to happen either. No. Agreed. But Agreed. there was a great fear that if you didn't believe in, you know, God and didn't believe in the God we trust and stuff, then you were one of the enemy. You were a communist. Mm -hmm. mm. Yep. A, go a godless, a godless pinko commie. Better yep. dead than red. Yep. And that's 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 exactly the the kind of thing, because the the United States Constitution was laid out very specifically as a completely godless text. And I don't mean it as in there is no God. I mean, there is no reference to a God in any way, shape, or form until they get done with it all and they said, oh, wait a minute, we should actually lay out something specifically for the people that they should be allowed to do like they can believe in whatever they want to without the government coming down and saying you will have this as a state religion because well england the church of england you 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 do mm -hmm. you did study your history right good people thank you mm -hmm. very much they have the thing where the laws about firearms don't get me started on that one right now and then you've got the one where the army is not allowed to commandeer your house so that they could stage people in there you people remember that that's the third amendment right mm -hmm. no you only stopped at the first two yeah that's uh that's a whole other thing but that's a th you, well, you see where i'm going on that the point and the only time the fifth comes up is you know when you're on trial for being a mobster <laughs> I am sure I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Right. But the fourth has pretty much been obliterated. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. And and by the way, Dallin, as a as an Italian, uh, second generation Italian, I, I'm feeling very singled out right about now. So thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate that. We'll we'll uh, we'll. Uh... You know, um, I, I've I've got the word trigger in my head now, and uh, I'm I'm thinking of 
I'm pulling it. Uh, no, actually, I, I was I was thinking of of uh, I was thinking about Raiden, but um, oh. <laughs> some some people get that reference. Some people need to watch The Godfather again. I, I don't know, but which, by the way, I was a real head. Look that one up later. The point, however, to get back onto track, you know. The, see, the, the the big problem about this whole damn thing is trying to understand this topic pissed me off in a way that I can't even explain. And that's part of the reason why this is so hard for me. Um, Project Snow White, Operation Snow White, whatever the frick it was called, where the Church of Scientology invaded the government of my country. They got people with forged documentation into positions of authority in various different federal agencies at many levels in order to keep the Church of Scientology from being investigated and got rid of evidence and documentation. And if you don't believe me, I'll be more than happy to link you to the articles. I didn't know about this at the time because, well, we don't talk about that kind of thing because who in the hell would invade um, the inner workings of our government? I mean, we went through the damn McCarthy trials before. I mean, who would ever think to do that again? Oh, wait, the McCarthy trials were um, not really trials. They were investigations, if you can even call it that. It was a witch hunt. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, basically, it, it was Salem Part Two. Yep, mm -hmm. and uh, it destroyed a lot of people in the entertainment industry who literally drank, drank themselves to death. And I am not exaggerating. Yep. Um, but then we get, like I said, the Church of Scientology invaded and put themselves in positions of authority at various different levels of government up through the federal levels. And that was a real thing that was not called out until suddenly, oopsie, somebody made mistakes and, well, there it is. But the problem now is that it is no longer covert. It is incredibly overt. Let's see, uh, Bridget, how, mm -hmm. many, uh, how many people can you think of that you can name at any level of government who are explicitly religious and have made no pains to hide that fact and have even gone as far as to say, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be coloring how I'm going to be doing business for, uh, for lawmaking and such. Well, there's Mike Pence. There you go. Um, there's a bunch of them. Sarah Palin was one of those. Rick Perry was one of those. <laughs> Uh, who was that? Um, oh God, what's her name? Michelle something or other. Michelle Bachman. Thank you. Um, let me see. Kim Davis. Oh yeah, Marco Kim Rubio. Davis. Marco Rubio. Um, mm -hmm. The ones Cruise. from Mississippi. All of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's let's not forget um, Roy Moore. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mister. Uh, well, thirteen in the Bible was perfectly acceptable. So. You know, I, I shouldn't be considered guilty. Wasn't that his thing? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and um, Foreman? So here's my question. 
if this is such, and I mean, it, it is, it's egregious. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's, it's I know what the questions, I, I know what the question's going to be. Let me, let me see if I get the question. All right. Because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've done this one before. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Is the question, what the hell are you going to do about it? That is kind of a variant of it, but yeah, exactly. Here's my thing. See, we've, been working, we've yeah. been working long enough together. So, I know how yeah. this works. So you've got, you know, you've got a flotilla of candidates coming up. Uh -huh. Any of them going to tackle this stuff? Yep. As a matter of fact, do any of them have a platform period? Well, Elizabeth Warren does. Yeah, uh, and said that she comes across as too angry. I guess because she's a woman. I don't well, know. I, I don't know. Trump's kind of got her and her her in his sights, yeah. which you know I understand that. But you know, to be honest, I would love to see a platform. I'd love to see. Uh, let me see if I can get this right. A platform toting populist with the same kind of, you know call out strategy that uh that trump had like trump was like you know i'm gonna build the wall i'm gonna do this it's gonna be great it's gonna be beautiful i i can't do the trump voice to save my life i'm sorry we get the we get the idea but what i'd like to see to get more nasally i guess i don't know <sighs> yeah no look if, if you want me to get nasal let's wait till it dries up a little bit and my allergies kick in all right anyway <laughs> just practicing huge Huge. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, just try to just try to bring out your 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 inner Vito Corleone, and that'll do it. Uh, Pretend you're talking about something private. It's huge. You know, like debt. It's huge. Yeah. Nice try. See, nice try at the save there, Tech. Uh, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Save it what? E, e for effort. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, don't 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 get started on the on the debt because that's, no. a, that's a whole other thing. There's there's four different things in my head right now. I mean, Sorry, I but, but what what you guys need is you need a platform toting populist, somebody who's very charismatic, who's got who understands you know what needs to be done and basically wants to roll up their sleeves. And then the second one of these governors comes up and says, "Well, we should go to the Bible," it's like gavel. No, you out now. We're not doing this. Like it, quite literally, it has to stop. The trouble is, every politician that's out there, they know that in order for them to get any kind of votes or any kind of job security, they have to pander to these people. Yeah. And as much as we like to sit here and yell and scream about them, and as much as some of the other, uh, you know, atheist-ish uh, shows out there like to do or want to do, the simple fact is they still have to pander to these people because in a lot of these places, they still carry a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. The problem is not so much that these are the groups that should be pandered to. And let me explain, because again, as with so many different things, there's a lot of nuance. The biggest problem is that there is already in place a completely un, uh, unfair playing field. Mm -hmm. There are a number of states here in the U.S. where the voting districts have been crafted in such a way that you can have a 60 to 40 dis disparity between 
Democrats and Republicans in the overall population of a state, 60-40. And districts have been reassigned in such a way that the majority, in some cases a vast majority, that will get voted in will be Republican over Democrat, even though they made up 40% of the overall population. Mm -hmm. And that's another one of those wedge items where little piece here, little piece there, little piece here, little piece there, over decades, evolution, my good friends, is all it takes. Little changes over a lot of time, and suddenly, oh, looky, the big problem is the unfairness that has crept into the body politic in this country. And I dare say it's happened in a lot of them, mm -hmm. in, a, in a lot of countries, in a lot of districts. And I, I will admit I am completely and utterly ignorant of what the voting situations are like up Canada way. I, I completely and utterly so. And that is a failing on my part because I should really look this stuff up. I should really be a lot more, uh, a lot more in, involved in knowing how this shit works because of the way that it's been playing out. But, you know, the fact is it happens. And that is simply a combination of greed because them that's got want to keep and ignorance because thems that don't know are not informed because yeah. if you can't if you don't know what questions to ask how can you even be bothered to ask to be informed this is the kind of stuff that you need to be informed about yeah, it's this like is... knowing your local laws when dealing with the police force you know, in some places, a police officer can stop you on the side of the road and say, hey, look, you know, you're being detained um, because of whatever, and we need to see an ID. And you have to show them your ID. And in other places, they can detain you, and you can still refuse to show your ID, but you have to tell them your name and where you live. You know, and, and but you don't have to provide a card that proves it. And see, there's a big difference between the two. Yep. And then there's some places where they uh, stop you if they do not specifically say, or many places, if they do not specifically sta state that they are detaining you, you don't have to tell them shit. Yep. New York State is specifically a is, is specifically not a stop and ID state. As an example, what I was talking about earlier, if I'm on the public street, or, or public walkway, and I'm filming whatever, except for a handful of specific federal installations, a very, very specific set of. Mm -hmm. If the police come over because they are concerned, because in this day and age, and all this happy horseshit, and you can get a bingo card for all those terms now, in New York State, if you're not doing anything illegal, you don't have to provide them jack squat, anything. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to answer them. If they say, I'm detaining you, okay, what are you detaining me for? What 
what law do you believe that I have broken, am about to break, have have broken, about to break, or in the process of breaking right now? And if they can't give you that, no. You're free to go. But, but that's New York. Your mileage may vary in your city, state, province. And, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't know what is allowed. Um there are some states that get away with uh, stop and uh, breathalyze, and yet they aren't allowed to. Uh, some places aren't allowed to do that. But police will pray. Some of those police will prey on ignorance, and that's a big thing. The police are allowed to lie to you. Yes, you know you're not supposed to be allowed to lie to them. Yeah. And that's a that's a whole other thing. That it's a whole it other kettle of fish, but people don't realize this. It's it's again it boils down to ignorance and, and lack of knowledge. If you don't realize that your car uses a very specific octane of gas for gasoline for a very specific reason, and you go start putting in other octanes, like maybe my car's uh, geared uh, engine has been fine tuned for eighty seven octane, and I start putting in ninety some odd number. I could actually cause harm to the engine over time. Granted, it takes time, but it could potentially happen depending on the engine. Yep. That reminds me of a news article I read just recently. Um, guy was involved in a in a car chase, and his vehicle was running low on fuel, so he pulled into this one place, broke into a guy's shed, pulled out a gas can. It was diesel. Oh, short chase. Yep. Yep. And on top of it all, by the way, um, if you mix uh, diesel and gasoline here in the U.S., not only is that going to screw up your vehicle, you now have a federal problem on your hand, quite literally, because that's something the Department of Environmental Conservation has to come and deal with, and that's on your ass. Now. Yeah, nice finds there, too. uh, Tell me about it. Uh, By the way, Stephanie has said, uh, and kind of just going back to the the whole um, voting block thing, uh, the corruption is helped by the the first-past-the-post system. Proportional representation kicks a hole in this. Now, there's two pieces about this. Uh, Item one, and Bridget, I'm going to get to you for the second one. Uh, Item one, there are a number of states that are starting to say, we are changing our voting system so that for the federal uh, electoral college, I know, I know, let's not go with that just yet. Whoever has the highest proportionally in the election, the, the highest number of elect, election votes, single person votes, they get the highest percentage of their electoral uh, electoral votes or ballots, or however it is, and running it proportionally that way, if I'm not mistaken. So the whole thing is going to be changing the face quite a bit if things actually get locked down and safety the way it's supposed to be. But again, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now because I got too damn many things on my mind. Yeah, and there's a lot to unpack with that anyway. But um, yeah, you know, so, get, get getting back to this whole thing, like um, I, 
I, I see so much of this now, so, so much more religious-based laws and things getting put into place in some of these states. You know, we've got the anti-abortion thing. There's pushes against, you know, marriage equality, uh, you know, women's rights, which honestly, we, we were doing so well, you know. I mean, my company is owned by a woman. Most of the people I work for are women. And my risk, you know, my reaction to that, I don't give a damn. I'm, I'm getting paid. I'm making a good living. I, I don't, I don't care who it is. You know, can, can they do the job? Are they steering the company in the right direction? Yes. Okay. That's fine. That's all I really, and that's all anybody should really care about anyways. But then to see this backslide and I sometimes wonder about our voices, our power that we thought we had. You know, the, the movement. I, I don't even want to say community anymore because we're not. But the whole Atheist Movement, Freedom from Religion Foundation, all these all these places that used to be able to launch uh, lawsuits based on constitutionality, um, all the protests and everything like that, I, I don't see or hear it anymore. And I don't know if it's just because I, I'm, maybe I'm not looking hard enough, but I sure don't see the fire that, you know, we even saw five years ago. And it's like most of us, it feels like we've given up. And then we're, we're just now just, okay, we got a couple of podcasts. We got a couple of guys on YouTube doing this stuff. Is there anything happening in terms of real change? Because it seems to me, instead of getting better, it's getting worse. And where well, are we? Something tells me that uh, considering, the, uh, considering the convention that you were at last, uh, Bridget, you might have a little bit of insight on that one. Any kind of stuff uh, had popped up when you were out at uh, whichever, which group was it again that you were out? I forgot it. Which what? Conference? Yeah. Uh, American Atheist. Okay. So what kind of stuff did they have to say about the kind of thing as far as to, you know, mobilization or keeping stuff in the, in the view of the public and getting things done in that kind of avenue? Uh, as far as like stopping the theocrats or... Uh... You're trying to get involved in politics at the local level, run for office if you possibly can, contact your congressmen and women, um, make yourself visible. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I used to hear about all the time that, you know, they would come up with this prayer thing in school and the FFRF was right there, right now, mm -hmm. saying, okay, look, you either stop this or we're going to court because you are in violation of constitutional law. Mm -hmm. Is that still happening? Well, the FFRF has brought a few cases um, against, you know, some, uh, you know, uh, city, I don't know what you call them, assemblies, governments, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they were trying, they sued because they were not allowed to give a secular prayer. Um, they opened each, you know, um, session with a prayer and so FFRF sued and they lost yep. um, so yeah but a lot of the courts now are leaning to the right because you know Trump has made certain appointments to all these vacant seats and so FFRF is starting to lose which is not good no and uh, Stephanie is even uh, mentioning 
FFRF jumps on every breach they find out about. Mm-hmm. They do. Traditionally, yeah. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of those things that is really tough to keep slogging through, especially in this in this situation. And unfortunately, we know it. Yeah. I mean... Ha- yeah, the uh, keynote. One of the keynote speakers that we had at the conference was not very encouraging on this. Um, he said we have to keep fighting back as best we can, but it may take seventy years to you know, get back to where we were. Yeah, uh, we won't see it in our lifetimes. And here's a here's another piece of this. And forgive me, I got to single you out because, well, you're the only lady on the on the panel right now. How disheartening it has got to be seeing the seeing the polling numbers and finding out that so many women in these areas where, uh, for instance, Roy Moore mm-hmm. were voting for him, areas where known, let's just call it what it is, criminals were up for elections and women were the ones that they were assaulting mm-hmm. and they still went ahead and voted as a block for these yeah I, I I don't you know I don't I don't I don't even know what word to even use I, and you know I, I I think a lot of it circles back to what um what tech said earlier and, and what Joseph often says. So there were women who, who fought against the right for other women to vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Because cause they thought it would lead to bad things. Yeah. You know, I found out earlier today. This that, is the uh, same shit. Yeah. There, there was, uh, I learned today actually that uh, some black people fought against civil rights and a lot of white people fought against segregation. So, yep. but Anyways, what I was getting to, uh, Tech, you mentioned this earlier today about that loss of a sense of community from the church if you're out. And again, I, I go back to the the lecture I I, list, I sat in on with uh, Peter Bergosian when he was up here, and that one believer who asked, you know, you take away my religion, what are you what are you putting you know in its place? What what do you have to offer? And he said nothing. And Okay, to people like us who are a little more critically minded, okay, fine. You know, we we have other ways of forming community. But a lot of people don't. I I would say the majority... And I think nothing could still be a statement that could be properly made, but it needs to have have a continuation of that sentence. Rather than saying the word nothing... It should be, listen, we have nothing to put in that place. However, you now have the freedom that if you wish to put something in that place, if you desire to put something in that place, you are more than free to do so as a free thinking person. Yeah, but the thing is, if a person is already thinking that, that, that maybe there's something they want to put in that place, they don't need to listen to people like us because they're already on the path. Yeah, that's exactly the problem. When somebody goes ahead and says, as an atheist, what do you have to offer me? Nothing. There is way, way, way too much 
baggage behind us saying nothing than what the person actually understands because they don't have it from our place. Those that say we give you nothing have completely and utterly missed the growing up stage from deconversion into in, into where we are now. They exactly. don't understand that saying nothing is arguably the worst thing that you can say. You don't yeah. say we don't give you, we give you nothing. We give you freedom. No. 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 We give you we give you the light through the fog. We give you the lighthouse. We give you the beacon out from everything that you thought was around you yeah. so that you see a clear path through to being able to make up your own mind about everything. And they've completely and utterly forgotten what that means. Yep. And I guarantee you, if you were to say that to some of these people, you would get nothing but a deer in the headlights look. Basically, you we have to come into this on our own. You know, a, a firebrand atheist to me is not the, the best way of doing it mm -mm. because getting in somebody's face and screaming at them about, you know, how God doesn't exist and everything like that, that just reinforces other people's beliefs. And the if reason, the reason we have a lot of these bills being passed by people you wouldn't expect is because of that fear of loss of community. And honestly, we as a movement don't really offer much as an alternative. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from is it's an unknown thing. They're scared. And we have no way to allay those fears, no matter what we try. Other than here we are. The, 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 I think the best thing we can do is to promote the fact that we are good people. Do good do good things in the community, be good people. So that when Father Father McFeely or McFondley, depending on you know if he's Catholic or not. You know what? Uh con considering let's go with McFondley because McFeely is or was Fred Rogers' middle name. So let, let's oh, let's not okay. let's not take okay. that one. Oh okay. So actually McFondley. Okay. I, I was gonna say McToddler Both, but yeah, close enough. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, um, for, the, for those of you that didn't know, yes, Mr. Rogers' middle name was McFeely. Yes, that's where it came from. Going on. Yeah. Anyways, so the next time someone like like Father McToddlerboff comes up and says they eat babies, or the next time some smarmy yamaka wearing whatever you call it, uh, yeah, I'm looking at you, Ben. Look, I've even got your hairstyle. Uh, starts talking about you know how. Uh, you know they they yank the they yank the baby out with a pair of tongs and throw him in a wood chipper. Um, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong by being good people and showing lead by example, not by getting in their face, not by screaming ad hominems at them all the time, and definitely by not taking a swing at them, tempting as it may be. You can't do that. And I, you know what? If I've pissed off. A bunch of people because apparently I'm a little bit too milk toast. Um, okay, you know what? YouTube, go ahead and ban me, but fuck you. 
You know, I, I was thinking milkshakes, but that's that's all. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, by the way, that's another thing uh, you don't know, want to get into right now. I know. Stephanie, by the way, is uh, saying, and I, I have to answer, no, I have not. So I'm going to have to check this out. Stephanie said, uh, have you seen where Mr. Atheist has taken on Stephen Anderson and is shutting him down? That is what the pumpkins, that is what the pumpkins everywhere is from. I am not at all familiar with this part, so I'll have to look that part up. Same. But uh, be, that as it, be that as it may. Um, Stephen Anderson would deserve it. I will. I will have to take your word on that because I know nothing about this one. He's the guy from Tempe, Arizona, isn't he? Oh, I know who he is. He he's the he's the loudmouth. I think. Um, isn't he where, the one that where women, if they wear jeans, are cross dressers and transvestites and stuff oh, like that? And he's been getting. He I think he was banned in South Africa, banned in Australia, banned in a couple of three other places. Like he's he's definitely not helping the his cause anyway. That's uh, unless his cause is to be a dick. Oh, and he doesn't allow his wife to have epidurals. Uh, whoa, wait a minute. How, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here's here's the meta question. Uh-huh. How many kids has this woman had that this is a standing order? I think eight. Whoa. He will not allow her to have epidurals because Eve... Supposed to bring well, forth children in pain. Yeah, this sounds I like wonder. a guy who needs to be bent over a railing and, and no, 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 no. What he needs to have done, he needs to be in the delivery room, within reach of his wife, so that she can reach over when she's you know having a contraction, grab his junk and squeeze and go. Do you need an epidural, Stevie boy? No, no. Yeah, she's subservient. Um, I'm putting a thing over. Try it, guys. Labor pains. There is a video series, the Try It Guys, where mm -hmm. they 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 take a topic and they they run with it. Uh, and there was one time where they were hooked up with electrodes and such so that they could simulate what it is like to give birth. Mm -hmm. I'm going to link that. Because they could take it. <laughs> no, they could not. You they, know, they must have hooked it up to their uh, anus and testicles. You amongst know? other things, yes. And um, the taint. Robin sure. Williams comes to mind because you're sharing the birth experience. I don't think so. Unless you're passing a bowling ball, I don't think so. Yeah. Unless you're trying to circumcise yourself with a chainsaw, I don't think so. I forget which culture did it. Unless you're had, trying to open a, a setup up your ass, I don't think so. They had a setup where um, a man had to sit um, on an elevated platform, and he had a rope tied around his testicles that hung down. And when the guy's wife was giving birth, she could pull on the rope to make him feel pain as she was feeling pain during the birthing process. And it was a normal thing. And I'm I just can't the, remember where the hell that was. I, I'm guessing the birth rate of that particular tribe is quite low. It, just saying. I it, it could be. Uh, by the way, Stephanie, before I, uh, before I comment on that one, uh, would you would you be so kind to let me know um, which which nightclub we're talking about? Uh, because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong one. Um, mm -hmm. While I'm waiting on that one, by the way, 
Um, Bridget, I want to throw this at you and see what you think. Duck. The idea, follow me on this one, the idea that we could slap back legislatively is appealing, no pun intended. I want to pitch this over to you and see what you think and how much yelling and screaming might come of it. What about the idea of pitching a law for future legislation that states that all future legislation should comport with the best scientific knowledge at the time that it is brought to inqu inquiry. Hmm, it would never fly. People are too scientific, science phobic. Wouldn't that be absolutely delicious to push out, though? To put it out there, to put it out on the podiums for debate. Why don't you want to legislate using the best scientific knowledge? You already use statistics and economics for making sure that you're bringing in tax revenue. What's wrong with using engineering? Oh, you use that for figuring out how to fill potholes in, in most states. Um, why should biology be any different? What's your problem there? Would that start to make some squirming happen on the debate platforms? I'm sure it would. Oh, you know, I, I think about, um, well, there's a great meme that I saw about uh, Ken Ham's arc. Yeah. You know, there, there was Noah's cranes, Noah's Tyvek, Noah's insulation. And I, don't I think he started on Ken Ham. He, yeah. he went on a rant about how he thinks flat earthers don't understand science. <laughs> uh, okay, you know, you know what? Oh. That, this will probably be the only time I'll agree with that guy. Yeah, and meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, uh, what color is uh, that teapot out there by Mars? You know, oh. I'm, I'm thinking. Actually, you know, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of a line from Cheers. Uh, wow, I'm just dating myself here. Where Cliff Clavin said something, and Fraser looks over at him and goes, "Hello in there, Cliff. Tell me, what color is the sky in your world?" But uh, yeah, no, I, I added the comment. Gee, I, I guess uh, Ken must have forgotten Noah's um, water sealant <laughs> for for the outside. You know, no, no, that's Thompson. He came after Noah. Oh no, I I know, but you know, uh, you know, <laughs> no, 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 I, I honestly, I, I did, I just about went there with it, but um, <laughs> so what you were doing there, you know, so he, but, he he allowed me to do the joke because participation, well, great. You know, think think about this though. I, I think even in the Noah movie, yes, I've seen it twice. They used Thompson water seal. Well, no, they used tar <laughs> as a sealant, but you get the idea. The the, the, the fact you is, you know. What, what, yeah, they did use something to seal it up. Well, apparently, you know, Kenny Boy there, at least every picture I've seen of the Ark has this gigantic piece of water rot right in the middle of the hull. 
And and it's like you, you spent how many millions of dollars and you couldn't opt for a freaking bottle, you know, a couple of three dozen cans of sealant? Yeah, well, they had they had uh, Tivic on the outside of it also. Uh, by the uh, way, doesn't help. Hey, yeah, you I, could I just know. polyurethane that bad boy. It would be great. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. And by it's the way, not like he can say it's authentic. Yeah. Yeah, Pulse Nightclub. I, I could have told you that. Yeah. Well, there there it was. Uh, so Stephanie, uh, the piece that Stephanie had said that I, I didn't read before. Um, there it is. Uh, Steven Anderson wanted to organize a rally to, quote, make America straight again for the weekend of the anniversary of the nightclub massacre mr atheist objected now in this case the uh, nightclub in particular was uh, orlando's pulse nightclub uh stephen anderson replied and called mr atheist a pumpkin then attacked him so yeah, yeah i don't I, even i, I just know. went to the mr atheist page and i see a couple of things about pumpkins i'm gonna look into this a little bit more um Maybe we'll add that. You know, again, largely because, like I said, I, I don't see a lot. Maybe it's because YouTube doesn't point me in that direction these days. But just a lot of the pillars that I used to, you know, listen to and consider up here, either they're not really talking much about it these days, or they've moved on, or they're just not around anymore. And it's like... At the time we need to be our loudest, we're not. At least that's the impression I'm getting. There's a there's there, there's, there's a, also there's a lot of shutting down of the conversation. And it's not <clears throat> just religion, it's all across the board on everything. And the people who are in positions of power that are trying to keep their positions of power for reasons of abusing that power are encouraging the mass hysteria that's causing the shutdowns of conversations mm -hmm. and they're very effective at it. They're very good at it, whether it's religion or politics or both it's immaterial. They're very good at it. They know what they're doing and there is change going on. Uh, case in point, a young gentleman that I know uh, ended up running for a very small, but public office and ultimately got voted in. And this young gentleman is uh, trying to change things. He understands that you can't just vote for a president and expect everything to change. He understands that you have to vote for everything. And if we're against whatever it is that you want, you've got to vote. You've got to pay attention to who the runners are. You've got to understand the backgrounds. You need to know these things. You should know before you go to the polls. And um, so he decided he's going to get, go into office. And he went up against a veteran politi politician who had been holding the office for multiple years, doing a so-so job. And the public in the area was of a significant mind to say, yeah, we got somebody in there who we know how, how, he, how he works. We know what kind of job he's been doing. And we could just go with that to be comfortable. But instead, we're going to try this new guy who has never held a public office before, who we know nothing about, and go, go roll with that. So changes are happening. And in many cases, they're silent. And they should not be. People need to talk them up. People need to talk about them. 
and people aren't doing that. They're too busy on Facebook with uh, talking about how vaccines cause autism or the f earth is flat or evolution isn't real, that creationism is, and all that other shit. It was like, no, 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 no. You know, get the hell off of Facebook. I have to want, well, you know what? Uh, given some of the things I've heard recently, that might be sooner than you think. Uh, Facebook, nope. Facebook and Google are both facing antitrust lawsuits. And they're, and it has one of them, I think the one with Google has moved to, I think it's called exploration or investigation. Basically, All I say is Facebook is right now politicians great uh, and and religions uh, great tools right now. Yeah, but it's it's a lot of other things too, and it's they're they're in trouble right now. I mean, hell, um, as soon as Zuckerberg crosses the border, he's got some questions to answer up here. Like he's he will be if he comes to Canada. He's the fall guy. He, whatever Zuckerberg's just a fall guy. Yeah, but whatever tech, he crosses the border, he gets arrested. He defied our courts. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Even if he gets arrested, it's not going to change Facebook. No, the antitrust lawsuit should do that. But when all is said and done, though, this still doesn't solve the problem, if you can even call it to that. Um, and I'll explain in a second. Uh, Stephanie is just also pointing out that um, Mr. Atheist and a lot more YouTubers are asking people to report Anderson's breaches and are getting YouTube videos taken down. And the organization that's attacking Full Blast is a group, uh, NIFB, which apparently is the New International Fundamentalist Baptists. As she puts it, yes, as bad as they sound. Anti-gay, anti-abortion, anti-science, you name it. Uh, Non-sequitur show has a regular Friday night discussion with flat earthers, applying logic and asking questions. Here's the problem, and we're getting we're getting close to when I want to wrap up. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, because of my shoulder and, and all, I want to see about kind of wrapping a little bit earlier. That's good. Um, here's here's the thing, and and Bridget, I want to throw it past you again, not not because I'm trying to uh, not because I'm trying to ding on you or nothing, but you're your insight on this is far and away more important to me than, than you might realize. We've got these groups who are, it may not necessarily be the most accurate term, but that gets the point across. So incredibly hyper religious to mm -hmm. the point where if you want to talk about build the wall, all you got to say is, I would like to ask you about your religion. Boom, there it is. I'm not gonna not gonna bother talking to you enough. No, 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 I don't no, la, la, la. I can't put my fingers in my ear because that, that actually <laughs> hurt. But how how in this hellhole that we find ourselves in can you see that we can try to make inroads to even get to civil civil discourse never mind changing the direction of the goddamn train itself i honestly don't know 
Um, these women were raised evangelical for the most part. They're brainwashed and they're in full support of the patriarchy. Uh, they believe that the man is head of the household as Christ is the head of the church. And so that's their place is to do what the man says. And that's that. <laughs> Would it be really completely out of place for me to say, does this qualify as Aunt Thomasina? As what? Aunt Thomasina instead of uh, Uncle Tom. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they will turn against other women. They think that feminism is evil. Um, mm. They think that it's bad to work outside of the home and you know all that stuff. There's a couple books out there you can read. Uh, Created to be his helpmeet is a really good one. <laughs> See, I, I, that that last piece I don't get. I mean, what? See, now I've got Elvis Costello stuck in my head. What's so bad about? Crap! I forgot. I forgot the line. Hmm. What's so? Shit. You ever have one of the okay, Dallin, it's it's a song, and that's why it's pissing me off because I, of all people in this group, should remember. See, the problem of it is I gotta go look up Elvis, and the first things that start to come up are Elvis Hitler. Yes, Elvis Hitler is a band name. Shut up, leave me alone. <laughs> you see what's so okay, there it is. What's so what's so what's so curious about the name of the song is Peace love and understanding what's so wrong with that that these women are so willing to sell half the population out throw them because, under the bus nope. they think the other women should be just like they are because to to change to change what they are would disrupt their own type of peace love and understanding if you've if you've lived a certain way all your life and then suddenly something beyond your control theoretically is going to change that and you actually have the power to keep things the way they are for your own peace of mind or for what you believe is the righteous way to live the question answers itself again it goes it, it it, it goes back, you know, God, I'm, I, I need the mustache now for, from Joseph because it feels like I'm saying exactly the same thing he is. Uh, these people, they don't want to think for themselves or they don't have the capacity to think for themselves. They have to turn to a leader, a teacher, an authority figure because they have no innate, they, they have no survival skills because they've never, they've never had that kind of exposure. You know, chances are they grew up in the kind of household where, you know, their father was a certain way, their mother was a certain way, and they married the same, a person who was exactly like their father. And the cycle continues. And it's, it's because they, they've just been programmed. They don't have the capacity for critical thought. And then there's also mental uh, issues as well. Uh, for example, people who grow up in a family where one or more of the parents are psychopathic or and by the way when i say psychopathic it does 
for many people, it draws upon the eyes of a serial killer, but there are many psychopaths on this planet that are not serial killers. So people need to read more. But uh, psychopathic or narcissistic or something of that nature, and they see the adults that they're growing up under uh, reacting to certain situations in certain ways, and even though it differentiates from how they see other people, that's their parents or their guardians. Therefore, that is how life is supposed to be. That is how they're supposed to behave. And in several cases, in many cases, people who are narcissistic or psychopathic uh, do uh, reward punishment methodologies to ensure that those children behave just like them because that's how it's supposed to be. So sometimes it's a case of mental illness, not just environment. And I'm starting to be a little bit more uh, convinced that there's a lot more undiagnosed mental illness going around than I previously thought. <laughs> Especially yeah. in this era of Trump. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, please forgive me. I'm, I'm trying to find a piece of information uh, really quickly to uh, see back closing up. Um, let's let's just go ahead and do that. Uh, Dallin, any any last item that you wanted to go ahead and, and drop in here at this point? Um, yeah. Um, everybody's pissed off about the wedge. Everybody's pissed off about it. Um, I hate to tell you this, everybody. The job's not over. We still have a we still have a job to do. To to try to fight this and try to fix it and. We got to start getting focused again. Otherwise, the, otherwise, nothing's going to change. It's going to get worse, and there will be no one left to fight it. Fair enough. Uh, Tech, we're going to throw that your way. All right. I um, for, for people who aren't sure that, you know, there are truly organizations out there trying to get religion in schools and such. Uh, you need to list, uh, look up something called the Discovery Institute. They're the one who came up with the Wedge, a program of, of trying to get intelligence designs taught in school, the pseudoscientific uh, crap that it is. And um, they have uh, curriculas, uh, books such as the design of life, discovering signs of intelligence in biological systems, um, or in, in uh, books to teach how to not fight the school to get it, but how to go through state legislation action, such as every school, one citizen's guide to transforming education. Um, but I mean, there are books that are just, you, uh, they have books that attack uh, PBS's documentary on evolution. PBS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is an organization that is a nonprofit that has their own publishing firm. Uh, for example, they publish Foresight. And he here's just, th this is what I'm going to end on. This is, tells you how they word things to get you interested and to get you thinking that they know what they're talking about and then hit you with the religion, the intelligent design part of it. Uh, this is the summary. 
In Foresight, How the Chemistry of Life Reveals Planning and Purpose, learn about jumping insects with real gears and an ingenious technology behind a power-punching shrimp. Enter the strange world of carnivorous plants and check out a microscopic protein machine in a bird's eye view or bir in a bird's eye that may work as a GPS device by harnessing quantum entanglement. Join renowned Brazilian scientist Marcos Eberlin as he uncovers a myriad of artful solutions to major engineering challenges in chemistry and biology, solutions that point beyond blind evolution to the workings of an attribute unique to minds. In other words, intelligent design. Freaking word salad. That It is a word salad, but it's a word salad that if you're a a layman and you're reading that you're like hey this is a pretty scientifically uh, literate book from the sound of it you know because there are words in there that i'm familiar with there's things like the power punching shrimp most people know that that's the the mantis shrimp and that's a really interesting thing watch videos and, and documentaries on it you know and oh the birds and gps stuff and it's like oh it says quantum entanglement you know that, that may be true that may not be true oh i want to read this and what they don't realize is they're walking into a book that is going to say, look, here's a science that leads to intelligence design. The science doesn't lead to intelligence desi intelligent design, but they're going to rewrite it so that it does. That's what you're fighting. And you don't, and until today, until I said all this, I'm willing to bet a couple of people that are watching this, either now or later, have never heard of the Discovery Institute or confused it, or they may have thought they have and they are thinking of something else. Because their website's discovery.org. And at first glance, I would imagine that a website with that name would be related to something like the Discovery Channel. That's Martin, a whole other piece right there, though. They, they got their marketing down. They know what they're doing. And they have catalogs for how to change the children, how to change the school system, how to change the politicians, how to change everybody so that you're just like them. Science doesn't ask any of that of you. Science is just a tool like a hammer to figure out how things work. Religion, on the other hand, wants you to think the way they do or you're wrong. Bridget? I know, I know. This is this is a lot more in your in your wheelhouse for all this stuff. And something tells me we're going to end up talking on this one again in the future. But yeah, what do you got to what do you got to finish off with for tonight, at least? Uh, not really much of anything. Um, I think we're in trouble here, and I'm not really sure exactly what to do about it. And I'm so afraid that we're going to see all of the equal rights that we fought for, for women, minorities, and LBGTQ people rolled back. I'm so afraid we're going to see that. And it's going to be hard to, you know, stop it. It's true enough. That is true enough. And, and to those politicians who do roll that stuff back, I say unto you. Uh, yep. It's not quite working really well. There you go. Yeah. So, 
over on the uh, over in the chat, Joseph uh, had apparently just woken up a few minutes ago. So, hi, Joseph. You take care of yourself. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry. We we covered with. We we brought we we brought you into the into the fold even if you weren't necessarily here so don't worry about it yeah Joseph I uh, hopefully I did my best to to paraphrase you know a, a lot of what you would typically say in response to anything you <laughs> say you know which uh, you got to admit a lot of it boils down to it just. Uh, you know, even even Bionic Dance, what she says, don't run automatic. Instead, please think. Yeah, which is that seems to be such a hard thing for people to do these days. Yeah, and what Joseph is also mentioning uh, doesn't make it any much easier. Uh, he's saying, "quote They're trying to pollute Wikipedia too." Yeah. Now mm -hmm. there is a good part to that, which is that those people who are actually in the know can actually go ahead and. Put it back to rights again yeah unfortunately it's another one of those marathons where it's you got to keep changing it back and you got to keep changing it back mm -hmm. and you got to keep changing it back mm -hmm. but you know it's 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 a it's a thing that has to have happen um there are two pieces so i i want to finish with it i i want to do this quick because um i i, I want to get myself laid down uh for those of you that might remember 30 my 36 hour marathon i must have pinched a nerve so down my arm my shoulder has been really not good for the last couple of weeks it, it's getting better but you know pinch nerve that's what happens yeah, look better. it up it, it is getting better uh there's two pieces uh item one one of the biggest problems that i see with all of this well they keep changing wikipedia they keep organizing and gerrymandering districts they keep instituting these mythologically based legislations. See, the biggest problem with the whole damn thing to me is never mind the organization behind the fight against all this stuff is that there has been a complete lack of bitch slapping for these people that richly deserve it for exactly these items say all you want about there should be organization to fight the fight never mind that part where the hell is the actual accountability why has there not been enough of dope slapping upside the backside of the head with a clue by four that richly deserves it is not being done that's the first part the second part is and I normally would not go ahead and do this. We need to remind ourselves just how angry we should be. I'm going to be linking to one of the epic rap battles of history. Uh, actually, two of them. The first one is Che Guevara versus... Crap, I forgot who the other guy was. Uh, uh, the guy from uh, from V. Uh, for Vendetta. Oh, um, Guy Fox? Guy Fox. Oh, that was the, the mask anyway, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the first one. The second one I'm going to link is Frederick Douglass versus Thomas Jefferson. For those of you that don't remember, 
It opens with Thomas Jefferson extolling his virtues and all the wonderful things that he did and all these wonderful pieces. And he finally comes out and ends it off with first secretary of state, VP number two, not to mention third president. The fuck do you do? And Douglas strokes his beard taking it all in and he says you finished okay his next lines from this angry black man straight out of bondage a brainy motherfucker here to diss you big hair big nuts big issues starting with your nickel here's a real declaration heads for racist Tales for Slave Plantation. This was a man who taught himself to learn. He taught himself to read. And when all was said and done, this was somebody who had, like he said, big issues. And he made it his job to make sure that his issues were known that they were everybody else's issues and he pushed and he slogged and he went out there and he made his bitch fest everybody else's bitch fest yeah one man but what is it that we've learned from every little piece of fantasy it only takes one person it only takes one person to lead. Yes, we talk about it in bad ways when it comes to getting the flock behind you. But there's also something to be said for the flip side of it all, which is getting the people behind you because they know what you're talking about and there to be mobilized to help make sure that that push works the way that it's supposed to. It's exactly the same item, but as with so many things, it's all about the nuance. And if you ain't got that, you don't know what the hell you're doing. And if you want to know who you should be trusting, who's got a group behind them, how about looking for the guy or gal who's doing it because it's the right thing instead of the one who's asking for another Lear jet because that's what they're told they're supposed to be putting in money for. With that, we got to get our asses on out of here, or at least I do. So, yeah. as always, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. Hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives. You found something worth thinking about for yourself for later. Let me go ahead and say goodnight to everybody. Joseph, thank you for... Uh, never mind, whatever the hell. <laughs> Tech, thank you for your time this morning. You have yourself a good sleep in. You too. Take care of yourself, man. I hope you feel better soon. Oh, you and me both, man. But by the way... um. Somebody turn me on because I do get uh, some aches and pains in my shoulder, and I don't know what's in it that 
it could be menthol or something or other. Uh, but uh, if you've ever tried Biofreeze, it seems to calm down some of my uh, soreness and such in my shoulders from time to time. So it might be something you look into. I mean, if it's a nerve issue, it probably won't help. But if you've got something a little bit beyond that, it might. Yeah, probably not. But uh, for what it's worth, I do still have some of... <laughs> you, you're going to love this. I still have some of Fujin's eucalyptus uh, pads to stick onto my shoulder. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that that's some potent stuff. <laughs> yeah. They still make those, by the way. Yeah. And for those of you that are wondering, yes... Japanese, because um, Japan. Yeah, but eucalyptus is, is some pretty strong stuff. The the straight oils and such. Yeah. The the scent the scent alone, and then how it permeates the skin. <laughs> That's some strong shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, I'm one of the guys that uh, that actually likes Fisherman's Friend. So <laughs> there you go. Have wow. fun with that one. There you go, Bridget. Um. Thank you for poking me and and pushing me. Um, I kind of get the funny feeling that this is not nearly a done topic by any stretch of imagination. No, because they're going to keep going. So, yeah. Yeah, something tells me that um, considering maybe we should see about having somebody from the Satanic Temple come back again to talk about places like, uh, what was it, Missouri? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should see about that. Any case, thank you for your time. You uh, you have yourself a restful morning, and and of course, do um, your thing. Uh, if you want to send me a friend request on Facebook, you can find me under Bridget Fitch, and you can find my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com. Thanks, hon. Keep the fight going, huh? I'm gonna try. <laughs> Dallin, um, thanks for uh, way too much stuff the last couple of days. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, uh, you're just lucky I don't have much of a social life. Yeah. <laughs> just those, saying. Yeah, for those of you that are wondering, uh, I, I kind of had to beg off of last night's show because I was unavailable and. and Dallin was nice enough to, to cover. Not like I do that very often. It's not like I'm Johnny Carson or nothing. Uh, ah, see, somebody got that joke. Thank you. I was getting worried. Yeah, he had a lot of substitutes, didn't he? Yeah. He, <laughs> that's a, that's a, uh, again, uh, another thing for later, but still, yeah. anyway, thank yeah. you, man. I, I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Uh, as for myself, yes, it's falling behind again. My apologies, but uh, I am the curator of the audio version of the show over at holycraftthevlogcast.com. And uh, also, uh, I'm much maligned to blog because, well, lately, whatever I've had to say is just too ragey for even a keyboard. But uh, you can catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Really do appreciate it. Uh, of course, as always, uh, if you want to get in touch with us all of our contact links and social follow are over there at uh, holycraftofvlogcast.com also if you'd like to leave a voicemail message phone number is 859-HCTV-554-859-4288-554 or if you're in uh if, if you're in england it's uh 859-4288-554 how the hell you guys ever do that i don't get i know i promised i would never do it again but 
I'm just in a in a bad mood right now, so I just want to just do that one more time. Um, we will be back again uh, next week. Things are going to be uh, there are going to be a couple of weeks that you know are, are going to be a little problematic again uh, up into July because you know there's this stuff going on in July. But uh, other than that, the only other thing I can uh, say is we've still got a little bit more time before uh, the ride for Roswell. So if anybody is interested in helping out with that, uh, go take a look through my uh, Facebook feed or my uh, Twitter feed for Shujin Tribble, and you'll see all the information about it. And uh, it be wonderful. I still have to put the stuff from Second Life in there. I haven't had time enough to sit at the computer long enough to really go and figure all that stuff out, but I will get to that. But in any case, still, thank you all for, for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, for the record, uh, yeah, um, I didn't do too bad. I actually drank most of the stuff. It was okay. Would I choose to do it again? Nah. Nah, but at least I know that if, if anybody offered, I'm not going to be disgusted. Be that as it may. So let's go on and get out of here because uh, I, I got to get going. So in the meantime, as always, everyone, thank you. And I wish you all, as always, the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And for my lady, it's 14 years on and I am still in love. Matane Fujin. I love you and I miss you. Dream of me. As always, until the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>